We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Canvas Study Hall, live on Playback. Yes, we have moved away from Twitter or X or whatever Elon wants to call it, and we have moved to the friendly confines of Playback and away from an app that can self-combust at any particular moment. My name is Jonathan W. Thank you for joining me today. And joining me on the premiere episode of Study Hall on Playback is my man, your man, Mensa. Mensa, how the hell are you? I am just as good as a Jalen Brunson mid-range jumper in the last minute of a basketball game against the Atlanta Hawks. That's how good I'm doing. Straight cash. <laughs> shout out to shout out to Brill online. He said uh he said that basically how did uh Jalen Brunson sleepwalk the three quarters and then woke up to smoke a Hawks pack in the fourth quarter, just taking dagger threes and shit. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. I'm actually gonna find a tweet, I'll put it in the chat. But yeah, here we are, man. Here we are, here we are, here we are. And I think it is best to just I put together, I had an idea for a rundown and and a show schedule and, you know, I was going to get all, you know, uh, particular and hype and hoity-toity and professional. But I was like, you know what we should do? We should just start this show off. We should start the first episode of Study Hall Playback with unmitigated, unbridled optimism and propaganda from Mensa. So Mensa, the floor is yours to spew any propaganda that you like because it's your world. We're just living in it. So um, the last I heard, there was a there was a um, there was a conspiracy going on. Right. And it's and they wanted to get on Team USA. They only wanted Nike athletes on Team USA. And Trey Young did not get to be a Team USA athlete because he signed to Adidas and that he was so much better than Jalen Brunson and that he was going to show us all this season. He was going to light the work. He was going to light the world on fire. Um against a guy that against a guy named Jalen Brunson. And I don't think that's what happened. I, I'm not sure about you, but I watched the Knicks play the Hawks twice, and I watched Jalen Brunson hit, what, eight threes in those games, and Trey Young hit. Did he hit one? I don't know. And I think that's Trey Young's thing, hitting threes. I don't know. It might, I could be wrong. I, I could 
just be mistaken. Maybe he's this big dimer guy, and he had a lot of he had a lot of assists last night. And I also heard that Trey Young was just a much better basketball player than one Jalen Brunson. But um, the proof is not in the pudding as of right now. The proof right now was telling us that Jalen Brunson, whether R.J. Barrett or Julius Randle or whoever has their game together, Jalen Brunson is coming through and he's giving guys smoke, especially bird-headed, alopecia suffering basketball players by the name of Rayford Trey Young. Um, the New York Knicks are a team that right last I checked, I think I haven't checked the stats yet. However, the New York Knicks top, what top six, top seven in net rating, despite our record being six and five, the, the Knicks were always going to come around and be a good basketball team. We got the best Julius Randle performance last night and to get Julius Randle to play the way he played, it was, it was a long time coming. He got his best game. I think it was what, 29, 10, and eight assists. That eight assists was great. If you know, you know. Um, but listen, I'm just so happy to see what the, where the New York Knicks are at. And I'm a guy who thinks the New York Knicks are going to win 50, <laughs> uh, grinding for good. Trey Young is really 40, 47 years old, showing his age. Absolutely. Absolutely an old man. And those knees can't work either. Um, the New York Knicks, I think we're going to be the second seed in the Eastern Conference. I know that Philly's been playing well, and I'm not too sure they'll be able to sustain that because they're not going to be as healthy as we will be. As we can see, we're obviously able to sustain an injury to R.J. Barrett. He, I think we lost, what, three games with him, but we're able to beat good teams if we get, if we get enough rest, I would say. Um, I'm just, I don't know, man. I really don't know where, I don't know where we're going, but I know we're going up. I know the New York Knicks right now are in a place where our best players have not all peaked together. Like we get a good RJ game. You might get a good um, Jalen game. You're not going to get a Julie, a great Julius Randle game. They've only scored 20 points in the same game once this season. So when they're all rolling and when they're all getting it together, there's only so far this team is going to go. But we are going to enjoy the ride. And I think in the regular season, we're going to see this New York Knicks team beat a lot of basketball teams. This is a great year to be a Knicks fan. And one of the things that I tweeted last night was that I cherish these moments. I cherish this season because we have two all defense candidates in Quentin Grimes and um, Mitchell Robinson. If everything goes right for both of those players, they belong. Well, not belong, but they can make an all defense team. Those guys play for our basketball team. We have a six man of the year candidate. We have a most improved player candidate. We have two all NBA candidates. I can't tell you the last time I rooted for a Knicks team that had all of that going for itself at once. This team is a special basketball team. And we saw it last night going down into Atlanta. They were down seven points. Tom Thibodeau calls a timeout. And here come the Knicks rolling. 8-0 run. No problem. And then we got it. It got a little hairy at the end. They had us in the first half. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> but coming down the stretch, the New York Knicks made it work. And I'm just so proud of this basketball team. I'm so happy with this basketball team. And I'm happy to be here with everybody so we can enjoy this season step-by-step, game-by-game, and live in the moment. This is your time, Knicks fans, to live in the moment. You have a good basketball team. And it only gets better from here. I have three takeaways from yesterday's game. Number one, and you, one number one, we are six and five, so we're bowl eligible. Um, shout out to the college football players. <laughs> now. Um, but you hit on this in your intro, Mensa. 
we're not even close to clicking on all cylinders. Like, we're not even close. Like, we have not had a complete game from, first of all, our third best player, well, our third leading scorer, some people say our second best player, some people say our best player, has missed four games. But think about this. The Knicks last night shot 19 of 35 in the restricted area, not in the paint, the restricted area. That is a field goal. That is 54%. League average is 66.1%. In fact, 53.9%, if that was a, for a whole season, that, that, if that team through at this point in the season would have the worst three-point shooting Worst uh, shooting in the restricted area. Worst field goal percentage in the restricted area. You know who's but guess you know who's last in field goal percentage in the restricted area. Mensa, I'll give you two guesses. The New York Knicks. The New York Knicks. So think about that. That's number one. Number two, um, Jalen Brunson is shooting. His shooting splits are 42 percent from the field, forty six percent from three, eighty two percent from the free throw line. Jalen Brunson, our point guard, is currently pulling at Alec Burks because he's shooting better from three than he is from two. Julius Randle is current at, through last night is shooting. 36% from the field, 28% from three, and 71% from the free throw line. And that includes the worst start by a high usage player or one of the five worst starts by a high usage player in NBA history, which I did not know was a thing. And I never saw that I never saw that uh used for anyone else, but until the Knicks did it. But then again, I guess the people that did it did it before the shot clock era, whatever. R.J. Barrett. Now, R.J. Barrett shooting 49, 50, 85. But as I said earlier, he's missed four games. His replacement is starting lineup. Um, a gentleman by the name of uh, Joshua Hart is shooting 40% from the field, 29% from three, 71% from, 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 the, from the free throw line. And somehow with that and the how many back to backs have we had? Four. Three. Yeah, three I for think sure. around that. Yeah. It's, the schedule's been had the point is the schedule has not been kind to us. The schedule sucked. Uh, Julius was terrible to start. Brunson is still trying to find his groove. RJ, I don't know if like maybe he needs to find, maybe he needs to go vegan. Maybe he needs <laughs> to go paleo. I don't know what's going on, but all of that. And we're six and five. So your point, Mensa, like, like it's only up. It's only up from here. It's only up from here. Um, all right, that's number one. Number two, I've I asked this question this morning on the Who Spaces pregame show. I asked this question on the Who Spaces show on Daily Playback. I think I asked this show on Nick's. They asked this question on Nick's on one. I'm gonna ask this question now. Is there a statute of limitations on how long a monarchy lasts? Like, is there a statute of limitations? Like, how long do you tend to be king of something when you don't actually rule anything? Hello. Look, last I checked. Because. (laughs) No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm supposed to believe that Rayford Trey Young is the king of New York. Because of his exploits in a first round playoff series 
that happened before booster shots were a thing. Like every day we get away from that. And listen, I said it last night on the watch along. I said it. Actually, I didn't say it on watch along. I said it this morning. Since the magical run of 2021 for the Atlanta Hawks to the Eastern Conference Finals in a season of empty gyms, but we're not going to go down that road. They've won three playoff games, not three playoff series, three playoff games. The New York Knicks won more playoff games in April 2023 than the Atlanta Hawks have won since the end of the 2020-2021 season. In his career, Rayford Trey Young is five, no, excuse me, nine and 15 against the Nets. Nine and 15. But I'm supposed to believe that because he won a playoff series against Alfred Payton, Reggie Bullock, and Nerlens Noel, I'm supposed to believe that he is the quote-unquote king of New York. To quote the great late, to quote not late because he's very much alive. To quote the great Joe Biden, some people have no shame. <laughs> uh, and 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 last thing I'll say really quickly. Um, actually, I have this tweet. I have it in my drafts, and I'm going to tweet it now because I wanted to wait till we went live on playback before we did before I tweeted it. So I'm going to read it before I'm going to read it before I tweet it. And it's um, Trey Young. Before the 1045 mark of the fourth quarter was one for eight, all three from three, five points, 11 assists, two shooting fouls drawn. Trey, after the 1045 mark of the fourth quarter, three for four from the field, all one from three, 10 points, six assists, two shooting fouls drawn. So he, again, it's a little under 11 minutes, three or four from the field, 10 points, six assists, two, two shooting fouls drawn. Now, you're probably wondering what happened at the 1045 mark of the fourth quarter. Quentin messed up his hand and came out of the game. And I say this because there's been a lot of chatter about is Quentin Grimes, should he be in a starting lineup? Is he, why is he not taking the leap? He needs to be better. He's not good enough. Quickly should start. Listen to those numbers I just read. Like, And even watching the game, as soon as Grimes came out, Trey started to warm up. Um, now, you will have noticed that now, usually, shout out to Andrew for calling us out on the watch long last night. The they usually give Trey a breather and pat in the middle of the fourth, in the middle of the fourth quarter. So actually, I, I wrote it down here. Uh, Grimes came out with ten forty five left uh, in the fourth. Trey uh, Trey went two or three, four assists and four assists. Then he came out the game with seven sixteen left, and then he came back in a five. He came back in a five minutes and twenty seconds left, and he was one for one, uh, four free throws and two assists. Quentin Grimes matters, people. <laughs> Hold on, I, Sean. I think your mic uh, went out. <laughs> why does my this keep happening? Yeah. Oh my goodness! Okay, I know why. I keep switching to my uh, uh, earbuds. All right, I probably should just perfect. Go to my earbuds. Perfect. We're good. 
Yes, this is becoming a bit. I, I don't understand what's going on. I don't get what's going on. So you mean to tell me I've, I've I read all those beautiful things? Sounded like I was twenty thousand leagues under the sea. No, nah, it no, happened I like I think I think you were out for like um mm-hmm. maybe a minute, so you were good. Okay, um, but yeah, Quentin Grimes matters, people, and Quentin Grimes. This team is guarded differently when Quentin Grimes on the floor. Quentin Grimes guards either our best, their best guard or their best wing every night. He does his job. He does it well. The idea, and I love Emmanuel quickly, but the, but I'm not so sure that if we can just stick him in the starting lineup over Quentin Grimes, that we have the same results. So, Vince, I throw it over to you. What's your thoughts on this whole Q, uh, QG versus IQ uh, squabble? I don't think that Emmanuel quickly should start over Quentin Grimes when the team is healthy. However, I think that it's really problematic. Well, it was at least that when Julius isn't playing well and Jalen Brunson isn't playing well, which I'm not sure is going to happen again for the rest of the season because they're both good basketball players. But when they're both not playing well, you need another creator in the lineup with them playing Hart, Grimes and Mitch, who are kind of more spoon fed on offense than anything else. It becomes a flaw because you end up having to rely on Quentin Grimes who can't stop himself from dribbling like a gym teacher and I need him to get out of that bad habit. Um, He just plays the game too rigid. So he needs to be in that structured lineup, you know, like he needs to be with a guy like RJ Barrett or with a guy where he can play off of more basketball players and have guys create, have the, he needs to play off somebody else's gravity. But when RJ is out, you absolutely need to be playing Emmanuel quickly over Quentin Grimes or even Emmanuel quickly over Josh Hart. You can't play. Here's what I'd say. You cannot start Josh Hart and Quentin Grimes together. You, you have to break that up. You just have to, because you're not getting enough from either guy. Um, the way I look at it is, with the starting five, Grimes is what you need because you need somebody, you need that on-ball defensive pressure. While Emmanuel quickly is an amazing defender, he's not the the perimeter stopper that a Quentin Grimes is, and you need that so you can kind of hide Jalen Brunson because while he's been playing better defense this year, he's also not one of those guys that you can like that you can rely on defensively. You kind of need to shade him and tuck him on the shooter or whatever. So long story short, I like Grimes in the starting lineup, but I want to see more Emmanuel quickly minutes, especially if RJ Barrett is going to have four day migraines. Like we need, we need more Emmanuel quickly. That's, that's what I would say. No, I, I agree. Um, again, 40% from the field, 29% from three. We like, we can't, we can't have that. We absolutely can't have that. And I've said it. Um, I keep saying it. I've been saying this since May. That we have a Josh Hart problem, and it's not Josh Hart's fault. But, but, and the, one of the reasons why it's not Josh Hart's fault is this team has no size, and that was a decision that we made, that the front office made, and excuse me, and it forces Tibbs, it forces Tibbs that when he needs size, he has to go to Josh Hart. And listen, Josh Hart played a great game yesterday. Um, like he did, he does Josh Hart things, rebounds, play defense, gritty, tough, um, great screen setter, like was, was, would pulled him into the actions because they tried to hide Trey on him. He's like, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. Like they would, 
like um, Jalen Brunson would target the switch and then they would just double. They wouldn't even worry about Josh Hart. They were like, yeah, 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 no worries. No, he's not going to do anything with the basketball, which kind of proves that, you know, you kind of need to not be playing Josh Hart as much. If guys are willing to let him roam free instead of like actually respecting that, okay, this guy's a scoring threat. I, but I did find that interesting. Like we were hunting and they were like, okay, no problem. Double. That didn't that actually, work, but yeah, that actually brings me, to, um, reminds me of something. Um, Jeff J said it to me yesterday. He said to me a text. And I said it earlier today. Um, the Helena Hawks do not have a place to hide Trey Young in our roster anymore. Um, very true. This Reggie Bullock f- traveling on a two and zero fast break lives rent free in my head forever, forever. Um, watching Reg- Reggie Bullock having like one point or three points um, when being guarded by Trey Young lives rent free in my head forever. But we've come a long way from Reggie Bullock and Alfred Payton to. Um, Quentin Grimes and Jalen Brunson, and you saw it. Like I, like so. One of the reasons why my betting and sweating pick was what it was was I said, well, I know they're not going to let Trey guard Brunson, so they're going to hide him on Grimes. And where I'll also give Thibodeau credit from because during that playoff series, we just ran our stuff, and I will give Tibbs grace in the fact that he probably was like, well, I don't really like. Am I going to run a play for Reggie Bullock who can't dribble? But now, when it comes to Trey, and they just hide, they can't hide him. They put him on, they, well, they're never going to put him on Brunson. They're going to put him on Grimes, 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 have a shoot over him or go to the hole. They put him on Hart, Hart, all right, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll set the screen. I'll get in the action. Um, I would absolutely love to play this team in the playoffs with this team. And we haven't even mentioned the fact that. Nerlens Noel is now is, will be replaced by Mitchell Robinson and Clint Capella was talking cash shit after the playoff game. Oh, I'm still mad about that. I'm not gonna talk about. We'll send you, you home. Know, Listen, I did not heal. Mm-mm. He had three more rebounds than I did. I'm gonna see if I find that tweet. We'll send you home. Like I like, remember, I was so angry because he had so much smoke for Julius Randle. I'm like, it's like you are so tough to be talking up three one right now. Like you're the toughest guy in America. I mean, at the end of the day, they they sent us home on our home court. But what have they done since then? Is the point they haven't done anything? And look, I like this Hawks team. I was watching. I'm like, I'm really impressed with Jalen Johnson. I like the way he plays the game. I like DeAndre Hunter when he's I like him 40% of the time. Clint Capella is still really good. Onyeko, Kangu, they have a really, they're built kind of similar to us because they don't have any good wings. Um, I like Boyan Bogdanovich. I like the AJ Griffin kid. Trey Young has his uses. He's a good basketball player, but they're not ready for us. Like the way I would look at it is this Hawks team is a lot like last year's Cavs team. Like last this year's Cavs team, they got Max Struess, and that boy been putting the ball on the floor. Like we saw it firsthand in the playoffs. But this Cavs team, yeah, I would they the Cavs to me, there are two teams that we haven't played one of these teams yet. But there are two teams that are doing well, well ish in the um 
in the Eastern Conference that we can expect to see in the playoffs. Two teams that I that I would think that the Knicks will wipe the floor with. Wipe the floor with. One is the Atlanta Hawks, and two is the Indiana Pacers. We don't have to talk about the Pacers today, but I don't think the Pacers are built to play us. Um, yeah, but again, I fully agree with the, the Hawk take. The Hawks take because we're we're a better version of what they are. We have they have Jalen Johnson. We got All NBA Julius Randle. They got Trey Young. We got Jalen Brunson. They got Clint Capella. We got Mitchell Robinson. They got an assortment of wings. We have RJ. Barrett. So all of that smoke that they want, they don't want it with us. And um, even Hawks fan TV, he's a great troll, by the way. He was saying that, um, no, like, and I, I respect the troll game. It was really good. He was um, after we beat them. He was like, oh man, the Knicks and the Hornets have our like kind of putting us in the same like ballpark with the Hornets, even though we're way better than the Hornets. I, saying that um, the Knicks and the Hornets have the uh, have the Hawks record um, number, and yeah, we have your number, but we're not the Hornets, bro, and you don't want to see us in the playoffs. Uh, I um for those um who are listening later, I found the two. I found a I found the video, the actual the actual sound from Clint Capella, and a a, a graphic of the quote what he said. And what of the Panther says in the uh, in the chat? A nobody named Clint gonna make me feel bad about myself. Your <laughs> mother don't mess with you. That's why she named you that. We not the same. Yes, <laughs> you right. All right. If anybody wants to come up. And share anything, raise your hand, and we will figure out a way to get you on the stage. If you have a question you want to ask us, if there's things you, if if there's a takes you want to get off, things you want to share, please let us know. Um, but I'm glad what you said about to go back to the uh, Grimes versus IQ thing. I mean, to play devil's advocate and make the case for Quentin Grimes, I mean, for IQ in the starting lineup over Quentin Grimes, you could say, well, shooting wise, you don't lose anything. Because you're still gonna have to respect his shot. Um, you still have to respect this. You're still gonna have to respect the shot. So it's not like you're you're not like you're not sagging into the paint off of Emmanuel quickly. Um, and he's shooting better this year, especially for, he's shooting better this year. I, I had a notes in front. I had a notes in front of me. Um, his help defense is amazing. I think where obviously the trade off is that his on ball defense is his his point of attack defense isn't isn't as good. Um, like I don't think that if Emmanuel quickly had played forty eight minutes against the Heat in Game Five last year that we would would have won the game. But Emmanuel quickly is an amazing help defender. He plays free safety as well as anyone in the league. He 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 rotates before he does. He rotates before he does. Um. Before he before he rotates before everyone else realizes you're supposed to rotate. Um, so but to your point, the problem isn't that and quickly should play more minutes. But the problem isn't quickly over times. It's it's we should have quickly was the guy who played every game. Like he was the sixth man off the bench when we had a starter missing that wasn't, you know, Mr. Robinson. So um yeah, so that's the Quentin Grimes thing. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anything else you want to touch on, uh, Mensa? Uh yeah. Uh, so, I think I think there's a there's a really interesting discussion to be had about Josh Hart, just because he is nominally like he's not a power forward. I know Josh Hart is not a power forward. Please do not tell me Josh Hart is not a power forward. I understand that. For the New York Knicks, he's basically our backup forward. Him and RJ kind of split that depending on the lineup. But playing Josh, like, but the way we have come to rely on Josh Hart in New York has, I don't want to say that it's been a damper on the young players because everybody expected that Josh Hart, <laughs> the Draymond Green we have at home, um, I, <laughs> I think everybody expected Josh Hart to take, well, not everybody, but a lot of people in the, in this content creation creator sphere, they expected Josh Hart to kind of like take away from RJ Barrett's minutes. R.J. Barrett has risen to the occasion. So it's like, no. So I don't think that having Josh Hart on the team necessarily hampers the development of young basketball players. However, we are experiencing a minutes crunch in New York. There were games where Emmanuel quickly is playing 22 minutes and guys like Julius Randle and Josh Hart are playing plus 36 minutes plus. Like we can't have that. And the Josh Hart problem that you talk about a lot, I think that, again, it's not his fault. He does things that coaches like. It's not necessary. It's not on him. That is the way that he decides to play the game. And it's, and it's very valuable. However, I'm not sure how Emmanuel quickly, I'm, I'm not, well, Emmanuel quickly is Emmanuel quickly. I'm not sure how Quentin Grimes and even Emmanuel quickly. Yeah. I'm not sure how these two guys take steps forward when there's this lurking Josh Hart will close kind of threat over their heads and. Like we've seen Emmanuel quickly play very well. We see we've seen the the quickly Grimes, um, Brunson, Randall, and Mitchell Robinson. We've seen that lineup do very well in the regular season. So it's not like there's a reason that we need to go to to Hart over Quick because we know Quick is very good and we've seen those lineups work. So I, I'm just not understanding why we're so reliant on Josh Hart when we don't necessarily need to be. This is a very talented basketball team. And I understand when RJ Barrett is out, you need somebody else to step in. But 43 minutes in a basketball game is kind of crazy. And and I think that's how many he played against the Boston Celtics. And I don't want, like, these are trends that we can see early on in the season that I'm hoping will eventually play themselves out and we'll get more quickly minutes and we'll get more Grimes minutes. But as we are currently constructing, we saw last year in the playoffs against the Miami Heat that this reliance on Josh Hart, while it may make coaches feel good, it actually 
makes you lose because he's not the shooter you need him to be and his hesitance. And I said this early. I remember um last year when everybody was like, oh, I'm so worried about R.J. Barrett. I'm so worried about R.J. Barrett going into the playoffs. I'm like, the guy I'm worried about is Josh Hart because at least R.J. Barrett is willing to shoot the three ball. Josh Hart is not willing to shoot. He needs to be wide, wide open. I haven't done, I haven't looked these numbers up, but I'm sure Josh Hart's shot quality is an A+. He only takes wide open threes and he still only hits like 29, 30% of them. But it's an issue to see that, for me, it's an issue, this Josh Hart stuff. And he's a good basketball player. I will always honor that. And I don't think it's his fault, but I do think that Tom Thibodeau, if I have any criticism for him so far this season, it's that he needs to get this minutes thing right. And the reliance on Josh Hart is not, it's not what you want. Not at all. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. You know, I got to make sure. Um, <laughs> but um, so shout out to John. Yesterday in the post game, he had said something interesting that if you took, if you took all of the players, players on the roster that were here last year, that were in the rotation, that number adds up to 240. So we're already so our rotation, our eight man rotation, like our like even with OB gone, like our eight man rotation adds up to two forty. When you know, actually, no, when you put when you replace when you replace um, OB with DiVincenzo and you look at their minutes last year, it adds up to two forty. So it's like, where is the room? Where where is the like? It's already to your point. It's already a minutes crunch. With that being said, I don't think we can we can accelerate the minutes crunch. But to your point. Playing anyone 43 minutes in an eight-man rotation in November is a lot. Um, playing a, I don't want to say not a shoot-efficient wing. <laughs> Shooting deficient. I love it. Against that team, the Boston Celtics, is a problem. Now, there are games where the Josh Hart minutes do not rear its ugly head. Like the, like yesterday, it didn't really. I mean, yes, there were a couple pump fakes, you know, a couple drives into the paint, but it didn't really, um, didn't wasn't really a problem yesterday. Um, but to your point about the minutes crunch, you know what? The guys have to like take it, and I'm fully believe that like the days of if our if if your hero and my man Ron Alexander Barrett Jr continues to do what he's doing, then there's no chance in hell that he that Josh Hart is closing over him. Like those days should be over. So then it's it's Quentin Grimes' job to say, like, okay, you're not gonna you're I'm gonna play well enough so that you're not gonna take minutes over me. Now again, Josh Hart is a little is a little taller, a little bigger, so like he can he can go he can guard up he can guard a position up easier than and Quentin Grimes can like I could put Hart on Pascal Siakam. I don't know if I want to put Quentin Grimes on Pascal Siakam, but you got to take it. You got to be like, all right, I'm I'm going to make I'm going to show you Tom Thibodeau that pulling me for this guy is a mistake. Um, and then if he does that, then we're in a really good, we're in a really good place, and then we have um then that's a problem I don't mind having. I mean, this problem right now that we have too many good players is a problem I don't mind having. So there you go. Um, you go ahead, Mensa. So really quickly, just, uh, wow. Um, uh, a question, just, just a brief question. Nothing too crazy. Cause this is something that I've been watching since, like, I want to see how these guys respond to the way they played in the playoffs last year. Like it doesn't, to me, 
Okay, here's what I'd ask you. Do you think that Quentin Grimes and Emmanuel Quickly are improving from what was exposed about them in the playoffs last year? So I feel like Quickly's was just like I was gonna I was gonna I was gonna say something that a center from uh the the, the Cleveland Cavaliers said last year, but I'm not gonna put that on wax. Yeah, <laughs> please don't. I just think he was just like he was just going too fast. Like I remember he. When he checked into like the when he checked into game one um, against Cleveland, I remember you even saying that like they're gonna rename it Quickly Loans Arena when he's when he's done with them. But it looked like it just looked like he was just going too fast, and it was just like I can't. He came in, he tried to like throw like an outlet pass, it got it got it got picked off. Uh, there were turnovers, just like I don't know. Maybe it just got to him. Like maybe the the pressure of like. I got to show these people why I should have been six minutes a year. Maybe that was bugging him, whatever. Um, like, I feel like or it just could have been just nerves or maybe him wanting to make up for his first playoff series. because He didn't do well in that series either. But then again, he was a rookie. Grimes? I don't know if Grimes did anything wrong. I think Grimes just got hurt. Like, I don't know. Like, if it, it, and listen, if Grimes doesn't get hurt, Hart doesn't start game one, and maybe we won game one because – Eric Spolster was like, wait a minute, you're going to have this guy and this guy and th- okay, <laughs> enjoy yourself. We're going to we're gonna be hanging out in the paint. You take all the threes you want. So, um, yeah, man, listen, and to those in the chat, if you have questions, doubts, comments, observations, think we're bugging, you can come up to the stage or you can uh, or you can or you can um, just type it, uh, type it in the chat. Uh, one thing that P- Ben Kim Gurvey said in the chat. Um, he said, where is it? It is right here. Josh Hart is like pasta, feeling and off and often awesome, but lacking in nutrients. Uh, it's a lot of carbs, <laughs> a lot of carbs, not too many vegetables because you need your, you need your vegetables to grow. Um, and you, and you need your vegetables to hit threes. I, I, I just can't, I, I, I just. I just can't get over the wing that just doesn't want to shoot threes. Um, but whatever, so is life. Um, but yeah, I th- I think they are. I think they are improving. I think they are improving. Um, Kyle, oh, Kyle in the chat says, "Shout out to you, Kyle." Uh, Kyle's going to become one of my favorite Knicks. Uh, Knicks Easily. Twitter, it's my Twitter guy. Followers. That is my Yo. guy. Fellow <laughs> lead role in this. Let's go. <laughs> it, it's it's amazing. Uh, he says, "I think quick in the play last year was the subject of the cliche game slowing down. The game clearly slowed down in the regular season, but when it sped up again, he just wasn't able to read that way." I think you're. Exa- I think you hit the nail on the head, Kyle. Like like he like he thought he beat the game, and then the fight, and then the big boss came, and it was like, oh, all that stuff isn't gonna work. Angels was gonna work. Yeah. Um. So. The one thing that I've been watching specifically from both basketball players for Quentin Grimes and for um, Emmanuel quickly, because their games translated as far as like defensively, their defensive basketball game translated to the playoffs very well, which is something that you can expect. The one thing I feel like I'm, am I, am I sounding okay? I'm fine. All right, perfect. Um, the one thing about Quentin Grimes that I was worried about coming into the season was I wanted him to slow down because I felt like the game was a little too fast for him because he was just missing open jumpers. Like a lot of it, a lot of people were saying that, oh, Quentin Grimes shouldn't be playing. But like if you were watching the games, you knew the threat of Quentin Grimes was keeping the New York Knicks in basketball games because like teams just would not leave him wide open. They would have to respect his spacing. Whereas with RJ Barrett and Josh Hart, they were more willing to play off. Um, 
the thing that I was worried about with him, Quentin Grimes, was was the game going to slow down for him coming into the regular season? And I wasn't too sure that that was going to happen. Um, and it's still in right now. It's early. It's eleven games into the season. Uh, wait, what? Did y'all see Josh Hart's butt slap on Brunson after he hit <laughs> at three? More of that, please. Um, I don't know what to say. I just I think that's interesting. Um. But yeah, so I haven't seen Quentin Grimes. I haven't seen his game slow down over the first 11. And the one thing that I haven't seen, oh man, the one thing that I haven't seen is from Emmanuel quickly that I thought got exposed. I thought Emmanuel quickly was exposed as a non-elite ball handler. Now I want to be clear about what I'm saying. I'm not saying that Emmanuel quickly can't dribble. I'm saying that in order to create advantages in the playoffs, you either need to have elite strength or you need to have elite basketball handle. And Emmanuel quickly at that juncture of his career was not strong enough to get by guys and didn't have the wiggle to get past guys. Right. So <laughs> flag on the play. Um, so watching Emmanuel quickly now, that's something that I'm very, very keen to. I want to see him have a little bit more wiggle in his game. And through 11, I think the jury is still out. I don't think that Emmanuel quickly is not able to take the the leap in terms of his handle because that's what he wants, right? He wants to be a lead guard in this league. And I think that he could play off of other high usage basketball players like an Anthony Edwards or like a Paolo Boncaro or even a Scotty Barnes. Like there are a lot of young basketball players that, Sean, you're back. There are a lot of young basketball players who I think Emmanuel quickly would fit well to or fit well next to, but I want to see Emmanuel quickly be a guy that can truly be that six man kind of type. Like we saw it with Bo- with uh, with Boyan Bogdanovich, like Hawkeye saying, like we see it, like like how Maxi Maxi's taking guys off the dribble. Maxi is like he's bagged out, like he's playing great basketball, and I don't think that is quite Emmanuel quickly at the moment. Does that mean Emmanuel quickly is not a valuable basketball player? Absolutely not. The things Emmanuel quickly brings to the game of basketball are flat out invaluable. He just plays the game at another level mentally than a lot of basketball players in the league. But what I want to see from him this season, and this is something that I'm keying in on, I want to see him be able to take more guys off the dribble because in the playoffs, I think that's going to get exposed again against an elite defensive team like a Cleveland or like a Miami or like a Boston. Right? Like If we play Atlanta, I think he'll get by no problem. If we play a team like Indiana, he'll get by no problem. But I want to see him and like just for like just as an Emmanuel quickly fan, not even as a Knicks fan at this point, I want to see Emmanuel quickly become that lead guard, and that starts with his handle. And I haven't quite seen that so far this season. Yeah, um, I think it's funny, interesting that you brought up the Maxi comparisons because I've always maintained that uh, Maxi and um, IQ were Spider Man meme. I I have I've adjusted a little bit because I think. I think Maxi is better offensively to your point. Like Maxi has more of the wiggle and he's more of like the boy handling. Yeah. They're like bizarro um, the versions between, of each other. I would say. Yeah. But yeah, but the gap between them offensively is not that big. Um, and then defensively, I mean, this is not even, this is not even close. So what are we talking about here? Like the next time Tyrese Maxi defense will be the first time. Right. So to, um, I think uh, Hawkeye said that, one guy comes off the bench and one guy starts and one guy starts and one guy starts next to the MVP of the league. Um, but interesting you say that. Like you think if they play Cleveland again, they'd struggle he he would struggle? 
So I I do because the one thing that I would see that I that I'm looking for is and I think I forget who said it. It was an NBA analyst. I think it was Steve Smith like years ago. He said that if you want to know if a guy can dribble, watch what watch how he reacts to ball pressure. If a guy starts to like turn his back to the ball pressure, then his handle isn't where it needs to be. Like Kyrie Irving will never back you down. Like you want to you want to ball pressure Kyrie. Kyrie's going left to right on you. No problem. Jalen Brunson, he'll still back you down a little bit. But Jalen Brunson has no problem getting by a guy It's because he's strong and he also has the wiggle with Emmanuel quickly I'm watching guys give him pressure and he's turning his back and he's passing and he's looking for screens and I'm like that's not what I want to see from you right now I know you can still be effective without the handle I know you can still be effective without actually needing to to cross tween a guy I'm not I'm not seven years old but but there is something to be said about being an advantage creator off the dribble for a guy his height. At well, I think he's like six one, six two, six three, long six eight wingspan. He he has prototypical length for the position, but I want to see that handle come out of him, and I and I haven't been seeing it. And I think that is the that's the one skill. I don't think you can be a lead guard in the NBA without the ability to create an advantage for yourself one on one off the dribble. And I haven't seen that enough consistently from Emmanuel quickly. Still a great basketball player, but I'm but I'm not talking about whether or not he's good. I'm talking about can Emmanuel quickly be the elite offensive engine that can go start for another basketball team? Yeah. Um well we may find out next year, <laughs> depending on this summer go- how this summer goes, and with restricted free agency and everything. Um, so, but yeah, that was no that 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 makes sense. I remember you saying that Steve Smith story about like when you turn your back when they turn their back, that lets you know that you know let you know that something's something's up. All right, so it is. We've just passed eight p.m. Eastern, um, seven Pacific, six Mountain, five. No, wait, hold on. 8 a.m. 8 a.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, 5 p.m. Pacific, and I shot them all out because apparently I dissed Alex because I threw them out, and <laughs> he said that was a uh, he said that that was he actually said it was your fault, man. So he's like he blamed you for the disrespect. I was like, nah, I messed didn't do that. I just didn't know we had people in the mountain time zone. He's not happy um, with me and my um Miles yeah, McBride take. Yeah. yeah, so I so I say it's eight o'clock because. 15 minutes, I'm going to change this hat for this hat because I got to watch these people take care of business. The Baltimore Ravens against the Cincinnati Bengals, of course, since I put that in. Time to stand on business. I always respect it. I stand on business. Um, So so I do have a story to tell real quick to get out of here, but anything else you want to uh, share while you're here? Really quickly, um, Hawkeye had a really good um, comment a little earlier. Um, yeah, at 7.57, he says, I don't mean to bring up bad memories, but were, but were we robbed of a maxi-type leap with tips starting point Burks ahead of IQ? I think that we'll never know. But I also think that that's a fair point because we saw what that year did for RJ Barrett in terms of his confidence scoring the basketball. He took, he got a usage leap and then he was scoring 46 points a game. He was, he was scoring um, 23, I think, a game after the All-Star break. And you got the, the Gotham commercial and it did so much for his confidence. Maybe they were, and this is, and this is why, like, I don't like this excuse, but it is, it is just what it is. I don't think Tom Thibodeau saw enough from Emmanuel quickly in practice to make, to allow him to take the job over Alex, Alec Burks, who I know he is like, he's like, 
pre-Josh Hart. Like, the Josh Hart before Josh Hart was Alec Burks. But Alec Burks is still a good basketball player. And if I could have Alec Burks on my team, I will take Alec Burks on my team. It's not my. It's not his fault that Tom Thibodeau thought he was a point guard. Um, but I do think that that's – I think that's a fair point. Um, we never know because he might have seen in his second season, hey, I can't take guys off the dribble. I can't create out of the pick and roll. Maybe I need to work on this in the offseason. And probably by now he would have had a head start and may have had a move or two to get by guys. And may or he, it may have just been, hey, I can't do this. I know I can't do this. So now I need to work on other things. So, again, it's a you never know. But I do think there's some validity to maybe starting Emmanuel quickly in that season stunting his growth to a way where he's not necess- where he's not showing us the off the dribble juice that's necessary for a guy to be a playoff advantage creator. I think Tibbs knew that Alex Burks is not a point guard. What I think he said to himself was cuz I, I cuz they would say that Tibbs wants to win every game and I would always push back I say I don't think he wants to win every game, he wants to not lose every game. And he said I have a better chance of not losing with Alec Burks than Emmanuel quickly because I'm trying to win every game in front of me. Like it was never like it was not a lost season. It wasn't a lost season in his eyes. And the front office didn't come down and make the executive decision to say like, okay, this is a lost season. You need to do this. Um, but then again, listen, Maxi was getting brun and then James Harden showed up and said, push him off the ball. And there are times where he got benched for DeAnthony Melton. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a roller coaster ride. No, not all progression is linear. So I don't know Very if true. a one that it, things will be different, but you know we'll see. Um, all right, so I'm going to try to figure out why. My, okay, I'm going to do this, and then uh, after this, after the show is done, I'm going to take um, I'm going to um, take my laptop and um, make it run laps because this performance <laughs> suicide for the laptop. But uh, but uh, so we'll wrap up by uh, I'll tell a quick story, and this is based on for those who may have missed the post game show last night, uh, the the KFS the 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 mythical KFS field trip to Magic City for Wings came up yesterday, and John was like, I would like to try these, I would like to try these wings, um, but he said he said he's not a strip club guy. So can we go? So then Andrew said, "Yeah, John said he's not a strip club guy." So <laughs> who cares? So no, Macri did not go to Magic City Blood Panther. I'm getting. I'm gonna tell the story. So he said somehow I forget when it came up, but it came up, and this this is like a running joke. So Andrew said, "Well, you know, there's." DoorDash and Uber Eats and whatever you can get wings, you get them delivered. And he says, "No, no, no, no." I want the wings hot. Like I want them. Like I open the container and there's steam coming off of them. So I said, so that's when I said, well, you know, and this is where I tell the story. So last, not last year, 2021, I was in Atlanta for my friend's 40th birthday party. I got to my hotel. It was like around three o'clock. And my, one of my best friends, um, Jedi mind tricked me into driving to pick him up from the airport because I had a rental car and I was staying in Buckhead. He was at the airport and and this was like three o'clock. And for anybody who has ever been to Atlanta driving on 75, 85 between basically when the sun is up is a nightmare. So I, but I, he's my man. He's my best friend. 
drove all the way down there. And I and and I said, you know what? On the way back, I'm gonna do we're going to Maddox City and we're getting some wings. And he's like, cool. But not not but I was like, no, we have to pick up the we're gonna pick up because we did not have time to go to Magic City. Uh, I'm gonna stop to make sure that my mic isn't shut off yet. Great. Okay, so pick them up. So it took me like an hour to get down there, and it took me like I was like, oh, I'll be on the way, whatever. So put the order in line and said it'll be ready by like in half hour. I was like, great. By the time I so by so by the time we we leave the we leave the airport, we'll get there, the wings will be ready. So you pull up to Magic City. So and and Grant, it's five o'clock in the afternoon. Now, as if any of you ever been to Magic City, you know that Magic City is not very big. It's small. It's like it's like you pull up and be like, this is the world famous Magic City. Like, it's not that big of a building. So my man gets out the car to go get the wings. And I now my friend is a strip club connoisseur. <laughs> Aficionado of ass cheeks. <laughs> I said, I the, I'm going to change the name to protect the innocent. So I said, <laughs> go in there, get the wings, and come out. And he's like, all right, I got you, I got you, I got you. He goes in there. Five minutes, no mic. <laughs> Ten minutes, no mic. Fifteen minutes, no mic. I text him, and I text. I texted something along the lines of like, "Stop getting change," and he's like, "Nah, I'm still waiting." So, twenty minutes later, he comes outside with the wings in his head. And he gets in the car and I'm looking at him. I'm like, what happened? He's like, no, actually, I was sitting there waiting for the wings. Like, I was just standing there waiting. Like, it wasn't taking to him. I was like, I was like, why? Well, because it couldn't have been that. It couldn't have been that popping in there. He said, yo, Kyle's a hilarious. Then he said, no, it like, it was like, it was like, it felt like 1130 p.m. in there. And it was five o'clock on a Friday. So I was like, okay, got the wings. I will say this. I understand why Lou Williams broke protocol to go get some wings in 2020. I get it. They were really, really, really good. So one day, and to wrap up, I told Andrew Claudio in the offseason, I was like, we should do a road trip. I said, listen, I will go down to a road. I will do a road trip or anywhere. But if we go, if we, if KFS goes to Atlanta, ever, I am driving Jonathan Macri personally to Majesty, and I'm going to tell him to go in there and get the wing and come out. <laughs> oh man, no, we got that's got to be live. Like we got to do like a KFS study hall <laughs> with Jonathan Macri going into a Magic City to pick up chicken wings. Oh man, there's no curbside pick of Magic City. You go in there and get the, you get the wings. All right? Yeah, sounds like sounds like um. The food service in Magic City is better than 90% of the food service at Atlanta restaurants. Uh, shout out to my guy, Keith Lee. Uh, at least, at least you were able to get some food and they didn't tell you the wait was two hours. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everyone for joining us in the first episode of KFS Study Home Playback. Uh, we'll be back next week. I'm going to try and get a guest. Um, it'll probably be next weekend on a Saturday or Sunday. We're going to figure it all out. Thanks, everyone, for pulling up to being in the chat. 
Shout out to Kyle, Butter the Panther, Hawkeye, Ben Kim, Gurvey. Uh, I know I'm missing somebody else. Uh, whatever. I'm missing some people. Who cares? Shout out to all. Shout out to all of you. Oh, BJ, shout out to you as well. Um, and we will be back next week. So for Mensa, I am Sean for W. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Knicks Nation, let's ride. Thanks, fellas. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.